0: Episode number 160 of the Living Deliberately podcast. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast, where you'll learn how to get unstuck, get clear, and live your life deliberately. If you're new to me, just so that you know who you're signing up to listen to, I'm the creator of the Unstuck Method and the Clear Way, two groundbreaking self-help tools that promote your emotional health and well-being. I'm the author of the book, Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being*, and I'm currently writing my second book, Getting Clear. I teach all about these tools in my workshops, retreats, and coaching programs. I'm married to a wonderful husband named Boaz, I'm the mother of four children, I'm an avid yogini, and I'm passionate about composing music. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today, and now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. So today I would like to talk with you about a topic that has come up a lot in my life in the last month or so, and in the lives of those I work with. And it's this idea of falling off track. But before I do, I would like to share with you an iTunes review that I received last week from Kathy. She referred to podcast episode number 157 on getting from here to there. She wrote, Awesome episode that really forced me to think about decisions I made in the past and how to be present for the ones I'm making now. Shira has a way of breaking things down so you can really find what you need in her process. Love her. So first of all, thank you so much, Kathy, for leaving me that review. Each time someone leaves an iTunes review, it increases the chances that the podcast will be shown in iTunes for other people who are looking for a podcast in this nature. So I really, really appreciate all the efforts each of you make to leave a review, even if iTunes doesn't always make it so easy to do so. If you are interested in leaving a review for this podcast and you're unfamiliar with how to do that, I created a little cheat sheet. You can find it on my website at shiragura.com forward slash iTunes. And that page will walk you through the exact steps on how to do that. Again, I thank you so much for your efforts. Okay, so when we set out to live deliberately, and as a reminder, this is something we don't do as a one time thing, but on a daily and even moment to moment basis. The first thing we need to do is to decide what it is we want to create, right? I spoke all about that in episode 149. So if you haven't listened to that yet, I encourage you to do so. Now, what is the first thing that happens when you decide you want to create something? Think about it. What is the feeling you get when you decide you're going to lose weight, You're going to stop drinking or smoking. You're going to improve your marriage. You're going to start exercising. You're going to be more authentic with people. You're going to be more easygoing. You're going to be less judgmental and more accepting. What is the feeling that you get when you set out to create anything? My guess, if you're anything like me, is that you're going to feel excited and optimistic and hopeful and really ready. Your upper brain is going to be full of plans and ideas and thoughts, and it's that activity in the mind that is going to cause you to feel so incredibly hopeful and positive. You're going to feel on track, even before you take one step forward simply because you made the conscious decision of creating something. And that is great, because deciding what you want to create is really the first step in living deliberately. And it really is a great feeling. It's a freeing feeling, especially if you've been holding back from making a decision in the first place. It really can be such a great feeling to finally say, This is what I'm going to do, or this is what I'm going to create. And by the way, not only may you get excited about this, if you share your idea with others, others may get excited about it with you. The people in your life who love you will most likely be excited to support you in your endeavors if you show excitement about whatever it is that you are out to create. So there's all this excitement and positive energy within you and around you, and you're feeling on track because you are on track. You're at the beginning of the track, looking forward, and not necessarily looking back unless you're taking lessons that you've learned from the past with you, but you're looking forward and you are ready to take the next steps. And usually what happens with all that energy and focus and excitement within you and around you, you stay on track for a day or for a few days, and then you fall off track for any number of reasons. Maybe you don't see immediate results, or maybe you aren't getting the feedback that you expected from other people, or maybe you're tired. Maybe you don't believe in yourself. Maybe you don't believe in the possibility of what you want to create anymore, This is All Activity of the Lower Brain, episode 146. If you haven't listened to that one, I highly encourage you to do so. Remember, the lower brain is there to protect you. If you are making any efforts in your life that don't seem like the most efficient way to get there, your lower brain is going to innocently work against you to keep you out of harm's way and to keep you out of pain and out of suffering, which basically means quitting while you're ahead. So while just yesterday or a couple of days ago, you were on cloud nine with your idea, now you've fallen off track. You're sitting on the side trying to figure out why you're so imperfect and why you can't stick to your commitments, and what is wrong with you, and why does everyone else seem to get it, and you're never going to be able to do what it is you set out to do, right? Let me tell you, it is so easy to get stuck in that place. I have gotten stuck there many times before, and the truth of the matter is, I've even gotten stuck there as recently as last week it is hard to be in that place, especially after you take the time and the energy and the mental effort to set yourself up for success. And then you just fall down. But this is the message I'd like to share with you today. Falling off track is a built-in part of this entire process. Yep, That's something most people don't tell you when you set out to create something, right? They get you excited about achieving success or reaching your goal or losing weight or running a marathon or whatever it is, but they don't tell you that falling off track is a part of the equation. And I am here today to tell you that it is. And I'm also here to tell you that because it's a part of the process, there is no real reason to get stuck when you're in it or to get attached to any story about it. Falling off track is a circumstance, it's a fact, it's something that everybody could agree upon if they see it. But you don't need to turn that fact into a story. You don't need to dramatize it. You don't even need to make it mean anything other than you've fallen off track. The more you attach meaning to the story of falling off track, the more you are going to feel stuck and feel like you can't get out of it, or at least feel like it's going to be another uphill battle for you. When you fall off track, you have a choice. You always have a choice. You can choose to get all emotional and berate yourself and put yourself down and be your worst enemy, or you can state it for what it is. I've fallen off track and that's it. Keep it simple. Keep it rational and know that the next moment is there waiting for you to do whatever it is that you want to do with it. Just because you fall off track doesn't mean you have to hate yourself. It doesn't mean you're bad, and it doesn't mean you aren't going to create what you set out to create, or that you can't become a better version of yourself. All it means is that you fell off track. That's it. Think of it this way. Do you remember playing Chutes and Ladders as a kid? I loved that game. But this is something I remember very clearly. I never got stuck when I went down a chute. I mean, surely momentarily I would be like, oh man, but I wouldn't get stuck in it. And the reason I didn't get stuck in it is because I knew that falling down a chute was part of the game. It was built into the game. I don't think I've ever played that game where I started at the number one, ended up at 100 without falling into a chute. The odds are against you on that one. And so you play and you fall down and you get back up and you keep playing. And it's the same thing with life. You create a goal knowing ahead of time that at some point you're going to fall off track that's just part of the game of life. But you get yourself back up and you show up the way that you want to because you're committed to creating that thing that you set out to create in the first place. And by the way, just like I suggest you don't dramatize the fall, I also don't think it's worth dramatizing or getting stuck on when you actually are on track. Sure, you can acknowledge yourself and pat yourself on the back for the efforts that you're making, and I actually think that you should do that, but keep in mind that it's possible to get stuck on joy, and I talk about this in my book, and that's just as, quote unquote, dangerous to the process as getting stuck on the fall. Either way, you are attached to a story that you're creating about a fact whether you're on the track as the fact or whether you're off track as the fact. And it's when you get stuck in the story that you lose the pure connection with the present moment. When you get attached either way, it's not helpful to you. And it's not helpful to your efforts in evolving you into the next best version of yourself. Those of you who are participating with me in my online gatherings called Living Deliberately Together, you'll know that the theme of my lessons for this month, it's on acceptance. Acceptance of others and self-acceptance. And I set an intention earlier last week for working on this with a particular person in my life. And while I was really on track for a few days, I completely lost it on one day. Like I totally lost it, and I found myself in judgment towards that person, and it really wasn't where I wanted to be, and I got stuck because I had done such great work on accepting that it felt like, what was the point of all that work if here I am again back in my old ways? But I got unstuck when I reminded myself that falling off track is part of the process and that it's okay, and that I am not perfect. And once I had those considerations in mind, I smiled, and I got myself clear, and I actually looked forward to seeing that person so that I could practice that way of being that I wanted to be. And it all felt so freeing to be able to do that. It felt so good to be able to move on and not hold myself back in self-resentment and self-disappointment. Knowing that falling off track is part of the process actually gave me permission to move on. And what could be better than that? So my dear friends, I encourage you to think about what are you working on in your lives And notice what happens to you when you fall off track. Where does that typically take you? And if you can consider that it's a part of the process, can you see how that may be able to help you get you right back up on your feet and continue moving yourself forward? I invite you to share any thoughts or experiences that you've had with this inside of the Living Deliberately Facebook group. Thank you so much for joining me today. And until next time, I look forward to living deliberately with you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Living Deliberately podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please share it with a friend or family member who may not know much about podcasting. If they need help, Please show them how to subscribe to the show and how they can leave a review. For more information on my workshops, programs, and retreats, please visit me on my website at shiragura.com. See you next week.